You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey friends, welcome back to Be You with Jackie Moore. Um, I thought that today on this episode, it's been a while since I've been on here um, because I actually got the flu a couple weeks ago, which was really fun. Um, Actually, it was not fun at all. It was really weird. I don't know where to look right now. Um, If you're listening to the podcast, we are trying out this new thing where we're doing, we're recording it on Instagram Live. So like my phone is set up but I'm talking to Brandon, but a lot of times when I record the podcast, I'm talking to no one. So I went from like having no audience to now I'm like, do I look at the phone? Do I look at Brandon? I don't know. It's like uh, the guy on that show saying, what do I do with my hands? Yeah, that's true. I think you might also have to talk louder for the people on the phone. Maybe Um, so. Just so you know. But so anyway, I had the flu and then I, you know, I'm the last day that I'm recovering from the flu was the day that our governor here in North Carolina um, started kind of like the process of closing things down. And so I went from basically what I'm trying to say here is that I have actually been in quarantine for a week longer than everyone else. So if you think you are going stir crazy, just know. You had a full week Jackie, that I did not have. Jackie's losing her mind. We have we talk so much. We have so many conversations. We do. And she, we do. she'll say some things and go on for a little while. And then she'll pause like she wants to hear my thoughts. And then I'll start talking. And she'll cut me off and keep talking some more. Yeah, I feel like that's like not just a quarantine thing, though. It's pretty normal. Unfortunately, I feel like that. That's true. But that's okay. Okay. So I want to start um, this episode, which is going to be called Hope is Found. Um, But I want to start with talking about some of our things, just like funny things about the quarantine. So favorite meme or picture or funny joke that you've seen that revolves around the quarantine. I just want to say for everyone listening, however you're listening, um, remember memes are birthed out of satire, right? Sarcasm. So don't add us and don't just just these are funny okay these are just funny so brandon you go first what is your favorite yeah i don't have a specific favorite okay well the Um, one that like i don't know you laughed at the most but i do enjoy um looking at all the one or seeing all the ones talking about how uh asking if anybody's tried to unplug 2020 and plug it back in yeah that's good because it's been a disaster with kobe bryant dying and with um this obviously the coronavirus it's just a disaster so we just need to reset yeah, I agree. I think that's good. What um, about you? Mine, I think, and this is where I said, you know, I'm not trying to start anything, but okay, my favorite one, I think, is the one that says when, I can't remember, I'm probably not going to word it perfectly, I should have like written it down, but um, this is God's judgment on us because they told Beth Moore to go home and God said, Okay, well, everyone has to go home then. If Beth's going home, we're all going home. <laughs> oh! Because we love Beth more. I laughed really, that was really good. That was a really good one. Again, these are satire. Don't, like, don't. We're just trying to figure yeah, out a way just, to get through it all. We are, and that was just a really, really funny one. Um, okay, so next question. What have you realized 
I saw a celebrity, I don't remember who it was, but someone asked this question I thought was really good. Um, what have you realized that you've taken for granted? Like, what has the quarantine made you realize you've taken for granted? One thing that's like a comfort or like, I don't know, a funny, um, and then one thing that's more like spiritual. And I can go first. Go first. If you want. Yeah, I've go first. Okay. I think the thing that I... I think the thing that I've taken for granted is so whenever we moved here to North Carolina, we there is actually so my my breakfast thing um, that I do more than I'd like to admit is to go to get my drink at Starbucks and get my bagel from Panera. And y'all here in Huntersville, there is a Starbucks and a Panera right beside each other. That's three minutes from our home. Is literally like a good gift from it's the breakfast Lord. breakfast glory. Well, so, you know, in all of this, Starbucks, which is super responsible and it's great. I'm not mad at Starbucks, but they have shut down all of the Starbuckses that you cannot drive through. Well, the one close to our house, you can't drive through. And I had just gotten used to, you know, going in and I was interacting with people more and it was great. And so I think I took for granted the, how close the Starbucks was and that I could go inside. So that's really sad. So now we have to drive a, another three and a half minutes and it's devastating. Okay. So. But everyone else in this area too has to drive there. And so it's actually it's really bad. The drive is pretty long. But it's fine. Um, so the other thing that I think spiritually that I've taken for granted or just more on like a spiritual level that I've taken for granted and didn't realize it is worshiping with like the, I mean, I obviously the everything about going to church with people I miss. Um, but the thing that I've been noticing is like singing worship songs in a building with other people. Like, I mean, Brandon and I have tried to do this some, but just like a collective body of people. Um, it's been it's been tough to not get to like worship. Our people here have done a great job. Um, our worship leaders, Jeff and Kim and then Garrett, who's in media and worship, like they've done such a great job. But um, I miss it and I don't want to take it for granted anymore. So what about you? Yeah. Sorry, that was really long winded. We're going to have to make no, these faster. Good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I think... Um, I have taken for granted being able to go on Twitter and not seeing absolute chaos. I kind of feel like Twitter's always chaos, it's always but it's, chaos. It, the chaos level is it's ramped heightened. Up. Yes. It's ramped Exponential. up. Exponential. Yep. It's crazy out there in these streets. Yes. Twitter streets. <laughs> um, so that's funny. Yeah. Ish. Um, I have been called funny. <laughs> this is twice funny. Out here. This is funny because that is Brandon's version. Uh, funny, but he has people. Two people have said, "Like, wow, Brendan, you're really funny." Two people last week told me I was funny, so I'm and like, I was the just life like right supportive. Why? Yes, he is so funny. So funny. <laughs> you are okay. Sorry. I'm anyway, sorry. so then I guess on a serious note, yeah, um, I've taken for granted the ability to see people and do ministry yeah. with people because um, we obviously came out here in North Carolina to do ministry work as a college pastor. So actually being able to see those people is like a pretty important factor. And I think I took it for granted. I didn't realize I could just be taken away. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. You don't think about how that kind of stuff can be taken away, but right. it can easily be taken away clearly. Yeah. With all this. Oh, for sure. Um, that's really true. Okay. Last question before we kind of jump into more of the topic, I guess this is the topic, but what is something that has remained the same in quarantine for you? And for me, so one again, kind of thing that's like you know, fun. Well, one thing is for sure that stayed the same 
is you talk a lot and I don't talk a lot. <laughs> that this is what true. we were referring to earlier. Yeah. Um, we're I, still having we're like s- tell me what you th- are thinking conversations. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That that's all the same. Um, what else is the same? I spiritually or or it can you if you have two funnies because you're a, a too funny guy. I'm too funny these days. Here's <laughs> the thing. I thought I would drink less coffee. I've drank mm. more coffee. I actually have noticed that and I haven't said anything though. I'm having lots of coffee. Yeah. Fis- and it's not like I'm doing are gonna, we're gonna jump don't worry, Brie. Don't worry, Brie, we we're getting you. on the fistics. We're gonna I'm gonna transition him back to the fistics. Um but so okay, spiritual. That wasn't spiritual. You did too funny. Spiritual. Coffee's not spiritual? No. Um I was only thinking about funny things. Okay. That's what I'm so go you go ahead. <laughs> okay, this is your this is the pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm kidding. So I think for me, the funny thing is that when I put on makeup, I still, you like maybe, obviously if you're listening on the episode, you can't see it, but I have makeup on my dress right now. Like I have to be very careful and intentional about not getting makeup on my clothing when I put makeup on. I don't, I don't understand how it happens. And so I put makeup on today for the first time in a really long time. And I have makeup spots on my dress. Like I was wearing the dress when I put the makeup on. It's not like, oh, put it over the head. And, you know, I don't know. It's mind blowing. So that some things don't change in quarantine. Um, I think that and we'll, we'll talk more about this later. But one thing that hasn't changed in quarantine is my need for Jesus. And like I still like I'm not around anyone but I'm still finding myself comparing and wondering what people think and stuff like that. And so I still, I still need Jesus Mm -hmm. even in quarantine. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think just that. And I thought, I don't know what I was thinking with um, doing ministry and relationship with Christ. In some ways I think I've really taken advantage of this time spiritually because I've been reading more and stuff. Is that a humble brag? No, not even Um, humble. Just, no, I'm just kidding. Because kidding. yesterday, I think I spent like five hours on social media. So it's not like yeah, every no. day is great. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, so maybe that hasn't changed. It was <laughs> social media usage. Uh, but we're doing better now. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so kind of jumping now into what the title of this episode is, which is where is our hope found? So one of the big things that this has really made us both think about is what are we putting our hope in? And so another question that we've been asking ourselves is um, how is God using the quarantine to show you where you're finding your hope at? And so what I mean by that is like hope, hope being um, something that you expect and desire to happen to maybe bring you like fulfillment or contentment or joy. Um, hope motivates us, right? Like this is, um, wow, this is like really dumb that I'm about to tell you this, but like I am mo- I'm a terrible morning person, but I am motivated. I like have hope that if I wake up early, the traffic will be less at Starbucks and I will get my drink faster. And so my hope motivates me to wake up. Okay. And the reason that I know that this is a thing and where I was without realizing it, kind of finding my hope is because 
I, y'all, it is embarrassing what time I have been waking up during the quarantine. It's been hard. Which I had the flu, so I got in a really weird sleep schedule. But I'm two weeks out from the flu, so I should not be waking up at 930 anymore. But here we are. And here here I am telling you because we confess our sins to one another and and the end. And so um, with that, you know, I think I would encourage you to, my encouragement is to think through what and where, let the Lord speak into your heart about what have you been putting your hope in aside from Jesus. And so I'm going to read, and this is hard, like this is really tough. And so I'm going to read the prayer that I found helped me work through this. And so here, I'm just going to read what I prayed. Lord, it feels like life right now is too hard to do hard things spiritually, like open up to you and let you search my heart. I want my awareness of my experience to be my justification, but I know that can't be all. So basically what I mean by that is I want the fact that I'm aware that this is really hard to be enough. Um, And so back to what I prayed In the same way that you can't stop becoming aware that you are innately sinful and just stop there. So you can't just say, okay, God, I realize I'm a sinner. Okay, well, if you just like realize that you're a sinner um, and that you've sinned and stop, that doesn't do anything for you, right? Like that doesn't save you. Your righteousness doesn't come from an awareness of your sin. Your righteousness comes from Christ. Um, And so I just kept praying, I can't be aware that I've never done anything like a quarantine before um, and lost comfort and be okay with that. I'm aware that I'm becoming much more testy and quick to anger, but I know that I have to let Jesus in to that situation as well because my justification is in him and he alone has the ability to redeem. And so that's just what, if you're finding it, I don't know, hard to like let God in during this time because you're maybe like me and you feel like, you know, life is hard enough right now. I don't really want to deal with my crap. I don't really want to deal with like the pride in my heart or the anger in my heart or the selfishness or the jealousy or the fill in the blank. Um, I get that and I feel that, but we can't stop there um, because ultimately Christ doesn't just redeem, he redeems us at salvation, but that process of sanctification is a process of redeeming situations and our experiences in our heart, like on a daily basis. Yeah. That's what Paul talks about when he's saying, work out your salvation. It's like there's day by day, there's things that um, need redeeming, um, need to be worked out through the power of Christ so that we can know him more intimately today than we did yesterday. Yeah. So my, and I'm going to put this, um, going to try to make a graphic to put on my website. So check that out. Um, just with a few questions, but what can you, how off the top of your head, have you thought through maybe an area where you've placed your hope apart from Jesus, maybe without realizing it. And this like quarantine time, once it was taken away mm-hmm. has shown you that. I think I place my hope in stability. Yeah. Um, I've, one of the questions I thought you were going to ask, but you didn't ask. That's okay. Answer um, it anyway. Was what um, have you realized about yourself? 
And I've realized I hate the word indefinite uh, because when they started telling us that we were going to be quarantined for an indefinite amount of time, I didn't know what to do with myself because I was yeah. like, well, does that mean a day right? or 10 days? Right. Now we know. Do it I get into a routine or do I just kind of wing it for Is this a long weekend? Days? Right. <laughs> or are we shutting everything down? Do we never wash our hair again or? I don't have that <laughs> Man, luxury. Maybe that's just a girl thing. I don't Maybe know. that's a girl thing. Um now we know it's 30 days. Yeah, in our state. In our state. Um, but yeah, it even goes back to like when I was an athlete. Uh, no, I still am an athlete. I just am trying. Here's the thing. <laughs> to create kidding. good habits, you got to call yourself an athlete. That is so true. I'm still an athlete. You are. You are still athletic. Therefore, I work out. Um, no, I, I hate it when coaches just told you to go run and didn't tell you how long it was going to last. Mm, that yeah. was so frustrating for me. I just wanted to know when the end was. But we love you, Jorn. We love you, Coach Jorn. Um, but even with this quarantine, I just wanted to know when the end was. And I think that exposed in me this desire for stability that came mm-hmm. um, outside of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's really good. I think, um, I think for me, it's really exposed my kind of similar, but my need for um, control and things to go... Like I place too much hope and um, I'm going to be happy if I can manipulate the situation to the desired outcome that I want. Um, And because like I I like to think I'm a competent woman um, and you're a strong woman, (laughs) strong woman, (laughs) physically, maybe not, but um, but that's sweet. I, I would not want to be president right now. No one now. wants to be president. But, okay, anyway, my point is that I really place, I realize, even though the Lord's shown me like so many times that, hey, Jackie, it's not you that's going to accomplish this work. It's me. And so you need to ask me to do it in you and then through you. Um, I just forget a lot. And so the Lord's just use this to like remind me that it's a daily thing to remind me. Um, or that I have to remind myself daily. So I think, you know, when we don't, when we're not finding our hope ultimately in Jesus, then I think it can feel cliche to say, oh, guys, we all need to find our hope in Jesus. Like, I don't know, like I've I've been, even though I think that's totally true, this has made me realize that I'm not fully finding my hope in Jesus. And so... Maybe that's why I'm having a hard time telling other people that during this time, your full hope can be in Jesus right now, regardless of what the outcome is, regardless of, you know, what, how long we're isolated or if someone that you know gets sick or fill in the blank, like we have to believe, what if, what if it's like this forever? I mean, Lord willing, it is not like this but forever. But it could be for the next 18 months. But, okay. Until we get a we're vaccine. Not, we're not getting stressed, though. This is not a time to get stressed. We're, this is a hypothetical situation um, that let's just say that like the rest of our lives, we lived like this. Would Jesus be enough? Would our hope in Jesus, would my salvation, would my righteousness in Jesus be enough? And that's something that I'm trying to, to ask the Lord for, because on my own strength, um, that's not going to happen. Psalm 119, 116 says, sustain me according to your word that I may live and do not let me be 
ashamed of my hope. And so that's what I'm starting to pray over myself is that I will hope in Jesus and I won't be ashamed of that hope because it's it's genuine and it's real. And so if people say, well, why are we hoping in Jesus? You know, or if people respond negatively or friends respond negatively or maybe not friends, but like, you know, if you try to share the gospel with someone during this time and it blows up in your face, like that's okay because your hope, my hope is in Jesus. And I don't have to be ashamed of that. It talks about that in Romans 116 as well. There's my Christian hip hop shout out. So it is officially an episode now. So, um, you look like you have something you want to say. No, no. Okay. (laughs) This happens a lot. He's also, he'll do this thing where I'm like talking and he's like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll say, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, did, did I already tell you this? He's like, no. No, nope, like just listening. But the way that he says, yeah, is like, oh, yeah, you've already told me all about this. So Just trying to be an active listener <laughs> over here. Uh, and I love that about you. It's really, really funny. Um, so I think that kind of last thing I have on this is that another reason um, it may feel tough to say like our hope is in Jesus is this doesn't mean that all we do is say our hope is in Jesus. You know, in James, it talks a lot about faith without works being dead. And so that's not to say that when we put our hope in Jesus, that we, we just, just, we go around telling people our hopes in Jesus and we don't. Our hopes in Jesus, we're going to go to the mall. Or, or, yeah, but I was even meaning like, our hopes in Jesus. I'm only going to think about myself during this time. I'm not going to oh. consider. <laughs> I'm not going to consider. That's not what I thought you were talking about. I know. Um, but what I mean is like, you know, serving other people. Like if you have the means right now to um, give back in some way to like a local food pantry, who's a lot of the ones here in Charlotte are totally They're empty empty right now. Um, I know Bree is doing and like Arbon is is getting things together to send packages to places like um, food pantries and to like nurses and doctors and people on the front lines. And that, I'm not saying that's like what you have to do, but asking God, okay, how can I still serve you? How can I do both? I think a lot of times as Christians, we make situations or concepts either or when I think a lot of times they're actually both and. We put our hope in Jesus and we are the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, like we do, we have to do both and be Mm -hmm. both of those things. It's true. So um, the last thing that we're kind of going to do is we're just going to read through Psalm 121 and kind of take turns breaking this down. So a couple of nights ago, I was having a really hard time, um, which is becoming more common during the quarantine. It's hard times around here. For both of us, I would say. Yeah, for both of us. But but yeah, I was just like really struggling. And so Brandon just read, which if you can do this on your own, we just speak from um, like we're married. And so we go to bed at the same, you know, we go to bed in the same bed. Um, Go to bed at the same time. But that's not a requirement bed. to be married either. But not no. a requirement. So anyway, this is how we did it. You can take this, modify, and adjust. Um, but I was just having a really hard time, and I had a headache. And so Brandon would like read a couple of verses of Psalm 121, and then I would just pray out loud. That like I would take that verse. So the first verse in Psalm 121 says, "I will lift my eyes up to the mountains." 
from where shall my help come? And then I would just say, you know, okay, Lord, right now I think I'm lifting my eyes up to things and I'm trying to figure out where my help is coming from. I'm trying to figure out where my hope is coming from. And so I just told the Lord that. And then Brandon read the next verse, which says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so then I prayed, okay, God, but I know that my help comes from you. I know that my help is coming from the person who can create and do all things. So um, I guess I should have had you, like we could have actually reenacted that, but we didn't. That's okay. okay. Yeah, I think, but I do think. Go ahead. I was just going to talk about that. Please, yeah. Yeah, I just I think that Psalm 121, mine says, I lift my eyes towards the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so this this psalmist is um, looking out, seeing it would probably be better for him or her to be on top of the mountain rather than in the valley. Right. And so they look at the mountains and it's easy to think, well, if I can just get up there. So in our context, like you could argue that being quarantined in a whole economy shutdown is a valley. That would be a valley. So if we could just get out of the quarantine and yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes to like, you know, before the quarantine, a lot of people, including ourselves at times would say, if I could just have more time, I would get to this place that I want to be. Don't steal my thunder. Is that coming? Yeah. I'll reverse that. So this, <laughs> but this person's looking in the valley. It would be ideal to be in the in the mountaintops because you are in a place of advantage there. Um, but he's reminding he or she is reminding them themselves of this reality that their help doesn't come from being on top of the mountain. It comes from the maker of the mountains. Right. So that, right. I think that's just really important for us to, if we're going to find our hope in anything, it's got to be the person who makes the thing we want to find our hope in. Right. And so then verse three and four says, he will not allow your foot to slip. So he here being the Lord. And then it says, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel and Israel meaning like God's chosen. So if you're a believer now, you, whenever you read Israel, like you could hear it being spoken to you, um, will neither sleep nor slumber. And so do you want to talk through those two verses? You got it. Okay. So he he will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps will not slumber. For me, the thing that's like really comforting about this, because it says again in verse four, he keeps you, he will neither sleep nor slumber. It's like saying that like, we have a God who never has to rest or he never has to take a break. He never has to sleep. He's never not paying attention to us. He's never not like looking out for us. Romans um, 8.28 says that God will work all things together for the good of those who love him. And so it's comforting that like that's even happening while we sleep. So it's not up to me, (laughs) praise the Lord, it's not up to me to fix this whole coronavirus thing, Um, but it's not even up to me to fix things in my life that are being affected because of the coronavirus. You know, it's up to the Lord and he doesn't go to sleep. He doesn't quit. He's always there. Um, and so therefore we can trust him. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, given the context of the psalmist is in the valley, mm-hmm. um, I'm this statement of, okay, I look to the protector who doesn't sleep or slumber. It kind of gives the impression that the psalmist is thinking I could lie down here in the valley, in the difficulty yeah. and go to sleep 
and be taken care of because I worship a God who t- who never sleeps. Right. Who's the maker of the mountains, controls all things. Right. And so I think No, yeah, I think it's good. good. Yeah, so then verse 5 says the Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade on your right hand. Verse 6 says the sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. Um and so, you know, like it doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in the sun, like during the day, if something's tough for you going on during the day, if at night you're struggling with not being able to sleep because you're scared or you're nervous or you're worried or, you know, whatever the situation may be, it doesn't matter because the Lord is there. And if that's hard for you to believe, kind of like what I, I guess, tried to model earlier, um, just tell God that. Like you don't have to keep that to yourself where you don't have to like, well, I guess, you know, I can't believe that. So that verse doesn't apply to me or I'm not going to find comfort in that verse because it's too hard for me to believe. Like ask the Lord to help you believe that um, because he will. Like I just know he will. I believe he will. Um, And then seven and eight say the Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Um, and so I, I think, you know, that this is because it talked about Israel, it's talking about God's chosen. Um, I think it is talking specifically to believers. Um, and what I mean by that is <laughs> without, I don't, I'm not trying to get like theological here, but just like when it talks about he will keep your soul, he's going to protect you from all evil. Your soul is protected once you become a follower of Christ and you give your life to him. And there are multiple accounts, um, you know, all throughout the Bible of people who God keeping their soul and protecting them from all evil doesn't mean life was easy. It doesn't mean that they didn't go to jail. It doesn't mean that they didn't experience times of hunger. It doesn't mean they didn't experience times of hardship, but it means that what can really hurt us, which is Satan, um, no longer has a hold on us. What can mm-hmm. really hurt us, which is um, the giving ourselves over to sin and never feeling convicted and coming back to the Lord, no longer has a hold on us because we're not slaves to sin anymore, but we're slaves to righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we are. Uh, another psalm that sticks out, and we won't talk too long about it, but Psalm 3 um, yeah. in my Bible is entitled confidence in troubled times. Mm. And one of the verses, it literally says, I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of the thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Yeah. And I think that as certainly as followers of Christ, um, we're, we're not the first like generation of Christians who's, who's experienced a pandemic. Uh, we talked about that. KB actually talked <laughs> we, about that. I'm like, are you going to give source? Yeah. Here? KB talked about that, but it's true. Yeah. Um, and even in old Testament, they experienced pandemics and things like that. Yeah. They wouldn't have called them that. I don't think, but, um, every, like, it's not easy to be a Christian and really at all times you can if you make, look at history. It's like terribly unfortunate for your life to be a Christian. Like this is, we, I feel like are one of the few, you could maybe look at like the reformation time and, and a few other times in history, but we are in a bit of an anomaly culture here in America as far as Christianity goes because we can 
fill comfort in being a Christian. Well, yeah, we, we can, can have we can be benefited even yeah. from being a Christian. Our business can can be benefited because we're Christians and y'all like that in and of itself is a good gift above and beyond our salvation that we do not deserve and a luxury that a lot of Christians um, brothers and sisters before us did not have at all. Yeah, there would have been a lot of, there's probably a lot of Christians around the world um, where if their government would have come out and said like, hey, no church gatherings of over 100, they would have laughed at that because they would have thought, we can't do that anyway. Yeah, they're like, wait, could come we already do this? When did, when, when did you say that we when could do that? When did you say we could do that? <laughs> and so, but I think as a Christian, it's, it's just difficult to follow Christ. Yeah. And every day we could make the statement, there are thousands of things circled around me trying to prevent me from trusting God. Yeah. Um, but the declaration, the confession of no, my hope is in Jesus uh, and moving forward with that confession, I think is what we you know, have to do, certainly in times like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And so kind of just to to wrap up, the last thing is I would encourage you um, to spend some time thinking through these things. We're going to put all of this um, in the notes on our episode. But, um, you know, tomorrow is very enticing to do something tomorrow, to start something tomorrow um, is enticing to say it has oh, I can, I can do this tomorrow. Let me just figure, you know, let me just stay where I'm at today, but then tomorrow I'm going to start with it. And so if you, like me in some areas of life, um, if you have been saying, you know, tomorrow I'm going to actually sit down and read my Bible or I'm going to pray throughout the day or I'm going to remember Jesus better um, or if you've just said, you know, I don't have time, like if I had more time um, in my life, then it would be easier for me to be more intimate with the Lord. If those are thoughts that you have had, um, there are no more tomorrows. There are only today's, especially right now in quarantine. Like tomorrow is going to look a lot like it's today. the same as today. I have saw, I've seen one of the memes, the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Um, there's one where there's seven people pointing at each other now and it's, they're all labeled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Cause, they're all the same. Cause it's all today, you know? And so, um, start today to ask Jesus to help you spend time with him, pray, because I think, you know, one thing that we're praying, I think a tragedy, and I talked to my brother about this as well, um, would be if we all as believers come out of this quarantine the same at the same place in our relationship with Jesus as we were when it started or not as close to him. Like we've liked more things on social media about Jesus during this time, but as far as spending one-on-one time with him, that's less than it was before quarantine. I think that would be um, really sad. And really tragic. Yeah, and so God didn't. God Romans eight twenty eight um, and twenty nine says God works all things out for the good of those who love Him and, and are called according to their purpose, so that we would be conformed into the image of Jesus right. Christ. He it doesn't say um, God does all things so that we can have an extended weekend looking at memes, right? And I think we're doing even like some of the stuff on Instagram. Y'all, if that was you, we just we are confessing we together. Too. Okay, we did it so too. this is not a 
Don't feel added. We are adding ourselves as well. And like the tendency when you have a longer weekend or vacation or you know. I still feel like it's Christmas break because I was teaching and then we moved to North Carolina. So it's like still January to me. Basically still January, except it was 90 degrees today. (laughs) That's true. Um, Sorry. Is when you know everybody's on social media, there's been even just like the simple thing. There's been a lot of challenges like Mm -hmm. see 10 pushups, do 10 pushups, see a verse, say a verse or all those challenges. Like there's been so many of them. Which is not bad. Which is not bad. It's just like, when do the challenges end? Like you're going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to say, okay, I'm putting my phone down from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. to spend time with Jesus. Mm. Like you can't wait until stuff's no longer entertaining because um, it, it appears that that has been what, as a culture, we are doing to cope with this quarantine is to figure out how to entertain ourselves. And so to be counterculture, which is what we're called to do, is to figure out how to grow our relationship with Christ. Um, So all of those things that we talked about um, are ways to find your hope in Jesus, Mm -hmm. to be real with God, um, to grow in your relationship with Him. And when you're doing those things, that is doing and being who you were created to be.